Hello! Pardon, take you by surprise there, and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyse games one system and letter at a time. Uh, I'm Mark, and I'm in a room that might have a broom on a call that's similar to a Zoom, wearing fruit of the loom, um, uh, playing Doom. Hi, I'm Dan. Was that it? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, I see you zoomed by, right. Yeah, oh, okay, right. Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. it, you see. You caught us out there. You're operating at a different humour level. We can't keep up. Um, hi, I'm Sol, and zoom, you chase the day away. Ooh, zoom. Fat Larry's band. So, for this second season series, or World 2, we are covering the Sega Mega Drive or Sega Genesis. If you are from... USA. Yes, working from A to Z and a number. This episode, our World 2 Stage 26, the final letter of the alphabet. It's almost over. I know you can't believe it. We can't too. Um, Dan didn't have a beard when we started this. I did have hair and uh, Sullivan um, was pre-transition. So it's gone on for quite some time. So, But before we go into the game, we're going to have a talk about what we've been up to. Since the lad, po- lad, last podcast, which actually hasn't been that long for a change, it's still quite fresh in my mind. Um, and what I'll do, because I'm going to be talking non-stop after this bit, is I'll go first. Oh. Um, film. I watched, um, what's it called? Talk to me. Yeah, talk to me. Um, so it's a horror film. Australian um about these kids it's like it's like an um allegory of 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 peer pressure and uh, taking drugs i think so they go to like a party and there's a, a plaster cast of the forearm uh, and a hand which is kind of reaching out in a handshake and they light a candle um and then when someone shakes this hand and says talk to me a dead spirit appears in front of them and then they say i let you in and it possesses the body and they've got 90 seconds with it and then they blow the candle out and get rid of it and as you can imagine things go horribly wrong it's a very 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 good film forget the horror bit because it's not that horror it's more like a psychological thriller but it's exceptionally good so I watched that. That sounds um, good. It, it's really good. So the trailers for uh, it's it really uh, good. Uh, when I went to watch Exorcist, um, because yes. you go watch horror. Oh, here's a lot of horror trailers. <laughs> so there, were, there was that, the Five Night at Freddy's, and the. Other... I watched that as well. That was underwhelming. Thanksgiving. Have you seen that as well? No, not yet. That's another one that there was. They were showing because I went the week after, didn't I, to watch Friday the 13th? So I went, here's more horror trailers. But yeah, it really stood out that hand, shaky, shaky hand, hand film. It's really, really good. I'm not mad. It's Eli Roth that's done Thanksgiving. And whilst I appreciate his enthusiasm and knowledge of the genre, I just don't think his films are that good. So it's like, he loves horror and he's like bang into it. And when you hear him talk about it on documentaries, his opinions on horror and he's articulate and he's, uh, he's got a really good knowledge of horror. But somehow when he makes a horror film, it's just meh. Have I seen any of his films? Hostel. 
Hostel, so. Green Inferno, um, Cabin Fever. Hostel was just like a, a demo for makeup artists, wasn't it? Is this the one where they just get torn apart and there's lots of blood and gore and stuff? Yes, to the point where it's absolutely boring to wear. Yeah. So my friend, Vincent, who doesn't listen, he got me for my birthday when about early 2000s when it came out. And I think we, me and the wife was watching it. We got interrupted halfway through. For, I maybe got called out from work or something. And I didn't go back to it because I just found it utterly boring. <laughs> okay, I've seen, I've seen fingers chopped off once. You've seen them chopped off 15 times. All right, okay. Oh, now they're going through his head. Oh, oh in his leg. All right, okay. Yeah, I think that was my impression of it. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Hostel 2 is actually quite good. Because uh, what Hostel 2 does, which flips it around, which is pretty clever, is it flips it around to the people who are doing the torturing. And you see that they're just rich guys, like on a golf course, getting notifications through on an app. And like like eBay bidding, auctioning on, on people that they're going to get to torture later on. So you, you see like this, this more like a satire of the first one. And the second one is actually quite good. Um, that's probably the best. If he did that, which I don't know whether he did or not, that's the best thing he's done. So... Um, but yeah, the rest of his stuff's a bit. Um, now, games I have played some. So that's good, then, isn't it? Particularly for this podcast. I spoke briefly on the previous pod about GeForce Now and said I've just got it. I'll report back with my findings. Yeah, they. So Mark, in odd. This. Yes. This. This was very popular at work. Someone was listening. Mark P. If you're listening, listen, listen to our podcast. It was like so. I've just heard Matt talk about his GeForce now. How's this work? And then obviously yeah. you you described it in the WhatsApp to our Daniel about about how it works. I played those back at work. Thought ah, sounds interesting. So yes, it it created lots of office buzz. Good. Well, I can report back that it's f- absolutely exceptional, and I will keep it forever. So um, so basically, I mean, I've got I'll give a caveat here. I've got exceptionally good internet. So what it's like on normal UK household internet, I don't know. But my internet's say, like... What, how fast are we talking? Two, three hundred meg. Oh, yeah, we've got that, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's good and it's stable and it's, it's always solid. So what I thought I'd do is, I thought, I'll take my gaming PC back upstairs. I'll get it going through this uh, Samsung monitor I've got here. And on my gaming PC, I've got a 3080. Uh, GeForce 3080, I've got 32 gig of RAM. And I've got a good processor. It's a really good rig. Um, So I thought, what's the newest game that's just come out right now so that I can really give this GeForce now a run for its money? And it was Alan Wake, the new Alan Wake game. So I literally only bought Alan Wake 2 on the Epic Store to play it through GeForce now. Alan Wakefield. Um, Alan Wigfield, it's Saturday night, Alan Wigfield. Um, and I've played, I've, I've almost finished the game. I think I've maybe, I'm right at the very, very end of it. So I'm maybe 20 odd hours in. I think I've done 20 of those hours on GeForce Now and maybe three, four of those hours um, on my PC. It is better on GeForce Now than it is on my PC. Um, it's a console-like experience. The graphics are optimized straight away. I've had no lag. I've had no messing around. The only one instance I had, which I messaged you guys about, there's one day where it said updating, come back soon. So that morning, usually I'll do some work on a morning. And then when I finish doing the bits and bobs of work, while the kids are having breakfast, I'll blast half an hour in on uh, on a game. And I couldn't do it that morning because, uh, because of the update. By the time I got home again, it was done. 
Um, so as a service, really, really good. So positives for 20 quid a month, you're basically getting a gaming PC. Um, you know, you're getting your own rig um, to the level of a, a whatever is the best level that NVIDIA have out at that particular time. Um, so, and then automatically the games are already optimized for that rig when you open them up. You don't have no pissing about to do. They automatically know, detect what device you've got, what refresh rate you've got, um, what resolution you've got, and the, opt the, the experience is optimized for that particular display. So you take Alan Wake, for example, it's running with ray tracing on. It was running at really high frame rates. There was never any lag, never any stutter. It looked absolutely beautiful, looked better than um, any other game that I've played. You know, it's it, it looked stunning, uh, and like I said, no lag, no messing, no assing around. Even the load times are faster on GeForce now than they are on my normal machine. So if I go, if I if I put the T GeForce Now app on the TV and boot up Alan Wake, it is quicker than booting the PC up and then going in and opening Epic and opening Alan Wake and opening Alan Wake. Even the loading times in Alan Wake are quicker on the GeForce Now downstairs. So there's uh, more than just the streaming going on. There is some other jiggery-pokery going on uh, in the background. So, yeah, I would give it a 10 out of 10, and I would say uh, the only bad thing is there's not enough games on there yet. So there seem to be quite a good roster of new games, um, but older games, not so much. So I would imagine this will get better as time goes on. So particularly with things like Game Pass, there's a game called Jotun or something that's recently come out. The new climbing out. game. Yes, yeah. Um, so I thought I was looking at what I was going to play next, and actually I was going to buy that. I thought I'll buy it, and then I saw it popped up on Game Pass. Um, and then um, the same day it popped up on Game Pass, it popped up on GeForce Now as new on GeForce Now. So it would appear that a lot of things, as they are coming onto Game Pass, are coming onto GeForce Now at the same time. So is it um, on GeForce Now now? It's on GeForce Now now. Yeah, now. right now. Oh. GeForce Now now. Yeah. It's, and I, some of them have gone and they're on GeForce then now. <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying. Oh, and Jimmy Savile's on GeForce now then. <laughs> uh, so anyway, on to the game. So this was another bonus. I did not like Alan Wake. I thought it was... Uh, Bit of a clunky, matey, twee storyline, bit of cheese. Um, I never finished it because I got bored halfway through and binned it off. Um, and then they kind of redeemed themselves with Quantum Break, which I liked, and Control, which I liked. Alan Wake 2 is the best game I've played in 10 years, something like that. Easy. Right, less best thing since Bloodborne for me. So um, the storyline is amazing. Um, the gunplay is slick. Um, the just it is so batshit insane that it, it is never boring. You know, so so it, it's interesting to play as a storyline and as a concept, but it's also uh, like very aware of how ridiculous it is. You know, like there's one bit where you've been down to examine a body in a basement, you know, with a coroner and you're looking for clues on the body and the, the sheriff disappears into thin air and this body comes alive and you have to fucking like kill it in this cellar. And then these guys come down and says like, hey, what's with the commotion? And she's like, oh, well, sheriff just disappeared and that dead guy came awake so we had to kill him and they were like, oh, all right then. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's that fucking stupid. Um, but, um, but at the same time, it's really, really engaging, really good, really Sounds interesting. Sounds plausible. So, um, it, well, I'm telling you. Can you good. not, are you telling me that you can simply not 
explain a, a brutal murder away to anyone who, who might ask about it. It wasn't a brutal... Yeah, that, that corpse reanimated, so I had dead. to run around yeah. to the morgue with a shotgun, popping it in head. Well, whilst there were conveniently located bullets in, <laughs> in shoebox. Game logic. <laughs> I remember uh, Alan Wake 1 being a bit mad. It was, but it was also a bit dull, wasn't it? I, d- I did finish it and go, huh? Yeah. And this... then, I pl- then I played um, Driver San Francisco, and that was oh, that's amazing. a million times yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is how it works, right? So you've got Alan Wake, and you've got a new character called Saga. Saga is an FBI agent that is, uh, is wrapped up in this story. So what you're doing is when you're playing as her, predominantly you're investigating crime scenes, a bit like Condemned Criminal Origins. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Good that. Yeah. Uh, and then you kind of go into her mind and, you know, you see these old representations of the police board with the p- Polaroids on the, it the and the string connecting string. everything together. Yeah. And this is how you construct the story <laughs> and where to go next and things like that. So you're collecting the clues and then you have to go into her mind and put them on the board. And then this expands story branches and places that you can go. That's her bit. Then you've got Alan Wake running parallel to this in a sort of different reality to her, but they're both affecting each other's reality, where Alan Wake's got a thing where if he steals a light source from somewhere, the world around him completely changes. But he can also change the world by being hit by inspiration for his his book. So if he stood in a, a railway tunnel, for example, he may be able to steal the light and a door that was closed could become open. But also he could change the narrative of the story. And now that railway tunnel's got a different scene in it. And, and there's a different exit there. And there's a body there where there wasn't a body before. And now that room leads to a different place. So you've got this puzzle element of almost like a portally kind of element to it where you're changing the environment around you to navigate your way around and solve the puzzle of Alan Wake trying to escape back to the real world. Whilst you're in the real world, you're trying to solve the puzzle of where's Alan Wake gone. You know, it's, it's really clever. Really, really good. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, sounds uh, good. And, and then in and amongst that, you, you're killing shit, you know. So, right, so, yeah. yeah, it's fun. I was laughing when you mentioned um, all the letters because I always think back to Always Sunny. It's like, it's Peppy Sylvia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> like that. Peppy <laughs> Sylvia. <laughs> yeah, it is exactly like that. So anyway, that's me. So uh, on we go, Dan. Oh, hello. Um, in the two, three weeks since we've last recorded, I too have played some games. I decided I needed a break from big stuff because I'd spent so much time playing Cyberpunk, Horizon, uh, Miles Morales. I need to, I need a break from stupid big games, although Miles Morales isn't long. Um, I, I was fed up with open worlds. So it's I got a notification. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, um, <laughs> I got um I got a notification that some games were leaving Game Pass. I thought I've paid one pound for this. I'm gonna get all my money's worth and play something before it leaves. <laughs> I'm, on so, the, I'm, um, on the, I'm on the full price now, mine's mine's run out. Oh I refreshed it. Um, it runs till twenty twenty five. Taking um, that away now. It, so uh Signalis which you mentioned a couple of, a uh, few months ago, Sol. Yeah, I don't know when that was. That was a long time ago. It was, which is why I've forgotten about it. It's very much like uh, homage to the old P- 
PS1 Resident Evil games. And I don't like Resident Evil games, but I really enjoyed this. I don't know whether it was the setting. Um, yeah, I think it has more in common with for Fear Effect, I think, than Resident Evil. But yes. Well, the thing that oh, the only thing I didn't like about it was the minimal inventory slots, like five. And the annoying thing was, at one point, you need a, you need a, you've got a torch, and the torch goes on your shoulder. But when you equip it, it still takes up one of your five inventory slots. Like, I'm not holding it anymore. It's literally strapped to my shoulder. Why can't I pick something else up? Mm. Stuff like that. There was, there's, there's things like that that are a little bit irritating that could do with tweaking. But the storyline, the storyline was great. Um, and you never finished it, did you, Sol? Um No, it's like, it, it's like either. playing a 2000 AD story. It's... Yeah. I it's, I started it and stopped because I thought this is something that will be perfect on the Steam Deck when I'm on a plane or something like that. So that's what I'm waiting to finish it on. I think it only took about 10 hours, but um, yeah. the whole thing's basically, no spoilers, move on 30 seconds if you don't want to listen. The whole thing's just like one giant recursive um, storyline. So you wake up looking for your your pilot and... Eventually, you find you go through all these weird um, areas, and and you find this this one um, replica who's almost eaten away. You can see all his skins falling off, and he's like, "You again? You're going to go through all this all over again?" And then you stumble back to your ship where you found the um, the, the the pilot, and you get there, and there's one of the replicas like you that's already been there and done it. It's just the game replays itself basically the story replays itself but there's four different endings to it if you depending on how you play it um and it's one of those games that somehow has has created its own subreddit and there's people that go on about it on this subreddit like just it's got such a fan base and i can see why it had me thinking the storyline had me thinking about it for days afterwards i only played through it once and I was like, that's, that's great. To, con- considering it was so small, it was made by basically two people. I, I was like, this is brilliant. It, it was better than a lot of AAA stuff. And I know I, I kind of don't like AAA stuff. But, yeah, it was good. Really good. good. Um, I also then went and played Frog Detective. <laughs> Frog Detective. Sounds, uh, shit. <laughs> it's, it is as a game not really, <laughs> right, okay. as a game there's not really much to it there's three episodes of the game frog detective and it's a it's a fetch and carry quest game you talk to someone they go what what, what depending on what's going on oh i really could do with some new um slippers and then you end up talking to someone else and they go, oh, if you, if you can help me get um, a pie, I'll give you some slippers. And you're like, all right, so I have to... It's just one of those. Very, very simple. But the, the writing, the, the the dialogue in it, literally had me laughing out loud. Oh, it was it's oh, sold, it's worth it, it's it. sold as a comedy adventure, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. The yeah. humour's very much at its car. It's about three hours long, start to finish. <laughs> but it just had me in stitches. It's just so stupid, irreverent, daft humour. It's right up our street. If you've got the time to just sit and play it and read it, it's it's very what funny. What street's that? Quality Street. Joke, joke Street in, in Laugh Town. Sesame Street. At it's the intersection of humour and <laughs> stupid street. Um, I also played 
look at this. I'm getting mad. Another short game um, called Superliminal. Mm, like subliminal. I think I've played this. Like subliminal, but bigger super it is on it is on my steam wish list and because it's highly regarded and then i saw someone playing it on twitch the other day i didn't realize how mind-bending puzzle it is it's all perspective twisting bonkersness i said uh, yeah i think i'm looking at it now i started this and turned it fucking thing right off i was expecting standard (laughs) parable and i got a migraine instead (laughs) it's really clever though it's really clever like you you'll pick up you'll pick up a a a chess piece and then you'll turn around and present the chess piece like it's at the other side of the room and let go of it and then the chess piece then becomes that size that it looked and you walk up to it and it's fucking massive is it like um, Dougal from Father Ted? It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These cows are very small. Um, and, and you've got to use that in order to, to get places and, and yeah, it, it becomes a bit mind-bending in the same way that Portal does, but hmm. not. There's no, it's not as puzzly as Portal. It's, it, it, it's like, have you ever played Antichamber? I've played um, Uncle it's, Chamber. Uh, it's got a lot in common with that. Um, but yeah, I would just like, no, this is going to give me a headache. It can fuck off. And I never went back to it. Uh, see, I liked it. So I like, oh, this is interesting. It's different. Um, and it gets a bit creepy in parts. And you're like, oh, what's going on? Um, yeah, worth a try. There are all the games I've played. Oh, apart from Zoom, obviously. Um, yeah. I've been to the seminar. Went to watch The Creator. And? I'm really looking forward to this, so don't give any spoilers away. Didn't we discuss this the last episode? We discussed the fact that I was going to see it the very day after we were recording, um, and I was looking forward to it because the trailers made it look amazing. Uh, it, I, it's not what I expected. I enjoyed it, but I was expecting something different. Let's just say that. And then you can talk about it next time out, Mark. All right. Hmm. Uh, but I watched a bit of TV, watched um, the David Beckham documentary, which even if you don't like yeah, football, watching that. even if you don't like football, to think back to what the world was like and how the world was obsessed with that man and his family, it's insane. And the, the way that they were treated by the public and how he turned it round. And yeah, it's it's really interesting. I, I, it I, is. I don't even think you need to be a football fan to... to no, I do, because right, Jen watched it. You know what I mean? She's not trans- a football fan. He transcends so football, doesn't he, in many ways? Yeah, he transcends football, clearly, because like she was like, it's just like reading a story in a trashy magazine. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's that's like, how she described it. Hello yeah. in human form. Yeah. Uh, so. But that, that was interesting. Uh, I've just started watching Loki uh, from like when a couple of years ago when it was released. Uh, I've only watched the first episode. I've watched the first couple of episodes of series two and I've, I've enjoyed it so far. It's quite refreshing because Marvel has taken a bit of a dip on it in terms of quality and oh, how, how whelming they are. <laughs> Is that what yeah. <laughs> That's a good, good description though. Because you're not um, but no yeah, I really enjoyed the, um, Just I really enjoyed the first season well, of the that, but I haven't good. embarked on the second yet. Has it finished now? Yes, I think it has. All but right, I'll, it, I'll have a watch then. You've got a short round in it. I like how they've basically stripped him down to nothing. In one episode, he's gone from "I'm this god of mischief" to "Now nah, you you work for us now." 
and that full f- whole of first like, episode. Um, of... What I liked about it really reminded me of like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy type and Brazil thing. Yeah, it's got that kind of weird. Um, it feels like feels like an old Britishy thing. Doesn't it's feel hard like to explain. it. Doesn't feel like a Marvel thing, does it? No. No, and mm. and that's why I liked it. When I started it, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is like really Douglas Adamsy." You know mm. what I mean? It's like um, or Terry Pratchetty. You know that kind of edge. So I like, I liked it anyway. It was good. That's yeah. I'm looking forward to watching more of that. And with that, I am finished. Thank you, thank you for <laughs> thank you for listening to my TED talk. <laughs> Enlighten us on what's been magical about your past few well, weeks. Well, I think we've overdone it on the ge- we're a gaming podcast, and I think we've overdone it by talking about games. So I'd like I'd like to readdress the balance. Uh, this this weekend, I went to Harrogate, where even the lifts are posh. You get in a lift, and it's uh, floor one going down, <laughs> floor four. It's like Christ, even the lifts are posh. Uh, I Did went you go there to- on the bus? No, I did. You got there on that fancy bus with the leather seats, the quilted diamond quilted leather seats. Have they in Harrogate? Have they? It's a bit Tory the, the, land, there's isn't one, it? There's one that takes you out to Harrogate from Leeds. And I think there's one an hour, and it's got diamond quilted leather seats in this bus. Wow. No. I, I think now you mentioned lifts. How nice would it be if everywhere you went, the lift was representative of the area you were in? Oh, aye. So, like, you went to Birmingham, got in, you went, oh, right! As you, as the dance what club. floor do you want to get out of? T- <laughs> yeah, it's like, you what, all, all right, love. <laughs> hey, up. No, down. <laughs> Bands. Where's that going? Yeah, that's a little um, like cockney one. Who the fuck are you going? You can't. <laughs> As an aside though, um, I went to Birmingham recently, my daughter had a gymnastics competition and everyone's really friendly in Birmingham, really nice. You know, like you go to certain places and people are just like, what? I don't, I don't think they're clever enough in Birmingham oh, to be nasty. Oh, whoa, 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 <laughs> shit, we might have people listening. <laughs> That's Mark's opinion, not the, not the overall feeling of uh, people on the podcast. <laughs> Mark's views are his own and not representative that of Pixel Hunt Podcast. I'm far enough away, they can't get me. Right, so I went to Harrogate and I went to a thing called Thought Bubble, which is a long-running comic convention. Now, the word comic convention or Comic-Con strikes fear into many people's hearts because it's just what you expect it to be. (laughs) However, (laughs) because it's just what you expect it to be. (laughs) However, um, if you're interested in art of any kind and writing of any kind, and they just happen to use illustrations, so independent creators, the writers themselves... (laughs) I'm sorry. That's... that's That's the that's the weirdest way I've ever heard someone explain a comic book. <laughs> if you're interested in artwork and words expressed through pictures <laughs> together yes, but, simultaneously. Right, okay. But there's a very different there's very difference between the Beano and something for ex- like Harkham Asylum, for example, even though it don't have an H in it, I don't know why I called it Harkham. <laughs> you just being posh. There's lots of people yeah, listening. because I've been to Harrogate. You've changed. Um so it, it um, so not a single Funko Pop in sight, not a single bit of uh, commercial tat in sight. Um, even people like writers who write for Marvel, they, they've not got behind them 
I wrote X-Men for the last six months, so I wrote, mm. I did a run on Thor, stuff like that. Big 2000 AD presence, but a massive independent presence. So if you're into anything about comics or, or for example, I went to a panel that was about, hosted by the British Library about how fantasy work in, informed people's creations, be it games, comics, films, that kind of thing. You won't get that but like say Birmingham Comic Con where, where someone's uh, talking about Star Wars or something, just, for example. Dressed so up this, as a fairy. Yeah, it's quite highbrow, but not in like a snooty way as well, but it's, it, I've had a fantastic weekend and I met John Wagner, the co-creator of Judge Dredd. had a lovely chat with him. So if uh, if the 14-year-old son had, kn had, had known that he'd meet John Wagner, his head had fallen off. <clears throat> really, and I met... Yeah, I just spoke to loads of people, loads of artists from 2018 and writers and went to loads of panels. And I went to um, the, where the people were invited to submit their artwork. Your artwork is based on a former Future Shock. And for those who don't know, Future Shock is like a four to six page one shot story. Basically, tells of the unexpected across six pages. Set up, description, twist, the end. And anyway, so people submitted their artwork and you watch the likes of Jock, who's a massive, he's like one of the biggest Batman artists at the minute. Um, you watched him um, critique these people's work and the winner of that gets there, gets to get a story published in 2018. So it's all this, it, it, it's just a was really it, been... A, was he really nice about it or did he... Yeah, yeah. No, they were really good. Yeah, critique someone's stuff and go, that's shit. <laughs> No, at one point he went, oh, no. Yeah, he said, oh, no, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm coming across as the Simon Cowell here, but I don't mean to be. And, you know, everyone's really nice and really... And, like, there was one guy who was on the judging panel who 10 years ago had won this, and now he's worked steadily as, a, as an artist for 10 years because he had that, that opportunity at this place. So, okay. But, yeah, it's amazing that you see all these artists and, and writers and stuff that have informed all these films that are currently... And they just sat behind a trestle table, quite happy to talk to you. No airs and graces. So, yeah, that, that, that's good. That, that's where I spent my weekend this past weekend. Uh, so, yeah, I'd go ne I'm going next year. I'm already that impressed by it. I'm impressed by the word trestle. Mm -hmm. Trestle table, yeah, it's one of them tables where your legs fall off. I don't think you hear the word trestle enough. <laughs> You've just heard it four times now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bored of it already. Let's move on. <laughs> Trestle cast. <laughs> Games. I got the new Super Mario Brothers Wonder. The wonder of you. And I've only played the first world. I played it on stream. I went straight in. I went in dry. <laughs> right. And I think it's probably one of the best 2D Marios since... The last one. Well, I don't know. Since... I, it's good. I don't know. It's, yeah, it, it's up there. It's up there with three. It's, it's up there with Super Mario so, World. So generous in how it unravels itself across the levels. In it, it's really interesting. There's almost there's almost a telepathic design going on. You're playing this thing. You go, oh, well, what, I'll just push that. Oh, I can. Oh, yeah. just, I'll just do that. Oh, oh, I can. And then it, it's it's mind bending. It, it there's there's certain sections it's, of it when you get the wonder seed it's like being on acid it's, it really pangs a part of your brain like very satisfying isn't it I, i've just got the balance of every everything just the entire thing is an expertly balanced well-rounded thing 
that you think, oh, it's just a 2D Mario. And there's surprises around every corner. I think I played it yeah. for about two or three hours, possibly, to do that first world and try and get the best ratings on each world. And I just had a big shit-eating grin on my face and people coming into the stream going, oh, is this a new Mario? Yeah, yeah. How are you finding it? I said, well, I know this is swearing, but it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> just the yes. big grin on my face. I just did so much fun. And that... What you were saying there, you thinking, oh, can I push that? Oh, I can. Oh, can I, can I move that? Oh, yeah, I can do that. I do wonder if... Um, but it's not... Sorry, but if, it's not... These things are obvious, though. They're not sat there going, push me, push me. But it just yeah, seems intrinsically, what, telepathically there for you to do it. And you go, oh, oh. oh. And this, it's just this like is what I was going to say. Like, you know how to game. Do yeah. It. yeah. But I'm wondering if, if that... Um, I'd like to see someone of maybe Josh's age play it where all he all they've known is tutorials and hand holding through every game they've ever played and to give them that and then go right go on play it and they go uh, well, oh, I what, can I wonder, give you that what? feedback because I watched Ace play it and he rinsed every tiny little nuance out of everything <laughs> that he could find well because he's an it, he's, he's gamed since he's been like probably Native in your yeah. sack yeah. yeah but um, it'd be interesting to see a, 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 a casual young gamer who, who doesn't just game all the time would just go, well, where's my instructions? What what, do, what am I supposed to do? But it'd be nice to see if that, if it's just experience that makes you go, I need to go around that corner. I need to push that. I'll go down there, jump the, up there. The thing is, though, it is in itself an instruction in exactly the same as the one on the very first one on the NES was an instruction. You know, you learn immediately. That will kill you. You jump on its head, you will survive. That is that got a this in it. This will make you grow. You learn yeah. that before you get to the first fucking pipe. It yeah, is yeah. a tutorial, isn't it? And this yeah. does it. Does and this handles it in much the same way, doesn't it? So, Brilliantly designed, like, rather than ex explained. But explained, yeah. Yeah, I, they, I was just shocked by. I expect with with a lot of these, like the the new Super Mario Wii U one or whatever, the, you know, the last major two D one. You played it in Odyssey. It, no, no, the two D one, the last. Oh, the two D one. Super Mario that Wii U. That was the really hard one. Yeah, the, yeah, it, but, it were really hard. But it, everything felt so familiar on that, and so when I thought, oh, I'll take a punt on this and I'll pre-order it. And I thought, I'm taking a risk here because I wasn't particularly impressed by the last one. But I was just so so surprised and amazed at just how pretty pretty much perfect it is. I'll tell you what's funny, though, because the kids have obviously never seen me play a Mario game. So I don't think they quite were ready for, you know, like, I'm well used to it, how good I was at it. It's like, holy shit, you can proper speed run this guy. It's like, do you ever take your finger off the run button? No. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I remember uh, being at uni and I took me, uh, took me um, Super Nintendo and some of my mates were, had never played games like that when they were younger. Watching someone who's never played, uh, I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you not running? What do you mean run? <laughs> Because they were trying to jump over holes and they're like just falling short. I'm like, no, you Idiot. need to run. Oh, which one's run? Like one of the other four buttons on the face of the controller. Have you not, it's not even like a part of you gone, oh, I wonder what this button does. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, isn't it? 
yeah, so that impressed me. Uh, there is at the minute on Twitch a Gamer of the Year competition going on, which runs for November, so I get the irony there. <laughs> but um, one of the Twitch streamers called Goatee with an underscore from Italy, um, he submitted a challenge to everyone who plays retro games and if by the time this comes out it'd be too late anyway there's a hundred games in it with a different challenge on each one with varying degrees of difficulty and if you you've got to do it on stream because then you'll highlight your stream you'll highlight clip where you achieve it and then you just sub it and then you get so many points and there's a maximum of 444 points some some games have two points some games have three four all the way up there's consolation points if you can't do the main goal so retro streamers on twitch have gone bonkers for this i've been playing loads of games that i didn't expect to be playing and loads of games that are like that are in there for mario brothers super mario brothers 3 for example where you can bounce on the goombas coming out of the pipe on one two to get an extra life you've got to bounce one of the one of the challenges is to get 10 lives from bouncing on the goombas that's a relatively straightforward one for for us lot uh but then there's complete so-and-so arcade game without dying and no continues and da -da -da. so get to adjust columns so you start on amateur level and get to level 10 without dying do the x on clacks you know, all these kind of things. So it's quite interesting as you go, Charlie Farr is actually streaming right now, doing it. Don't switch over. Well, it is for us. I don't know when you're listening to this, listeners. Is but uh, everyone's just gone bonkers on this kind of challenge. So I've been playing a lot of that. There's lo loads of really interesting stuff that you've never played. Loads of PC Engine CD games that I've never played. And just, oh, right, we'll just go down this one. We'll try this. I dropped into the stream when you were playing a Ooh, shmup, yeah. uh, a Sega shmup that, for the Mega Drive that we didn't get because we seem to have uh, somehow avoided every <laughs> shoot 'em up ever created on the Mega Drive, despite them being lots of them. But that looked great. What was that called? That was Eliminate Down. Eliminate Down. It did look great, that. Yeah, and that's it, it, again. It's pretty similar to what we what we're doing here. You know, there's there's games that you go. I've never I've never played that. I never tried to play it like that. Um, yeah, there's Game Boy games like Get Through Solar uh, Solar Striker for the Game Boy. Get through the entire game without firing a bullet, apart from at the bosses. You know, just these kind of things. And then, like I say, you take a highlight. You then highlight your stream and you sub the link. So if you go to my stream. Right now, you'll see I've put them all into a collection. I've got about 10, 12 of my highlights of where I've done these challenges. It's quite, it's, bit, it's made gaming fun. So all my, well, not that it isn't, but all my <laughs> stream schedule for November has been abandoned. There's no terrifying Thursdays, there's no Zelda Sundays, there's no a thousand one games to play before you die on Tuesdays. It's every time I'm on, I'm just doing these. And uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's fun. So, yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Should we talk about Zoom? Let's do it. Let's. This is the game. The game that we've been playing. So, um, it's time to do the blurb of this game. Um, Come on, Did you boy. ever get punched by a banana? Or tussle with a mushroom. Tumble into a black hole. You will now. 
Zoom into space and race around the playgrids, outrunning the funny critters who pop up in the strangest places. What? Uh, that. Is that a constipated leprechaun? What? I don't know what it I was. I don't know what was it. <laughs> I just thought I'd mix things up a bit. So it was originally released on the Amiga in 1988 and made its way to the Mega Drive a year later-ish. The only date we can find is the 13th of January 1990 in Japan. Um, it was developed by Discovery Software International, also responsible for Arkanoid on the Amiga. It's an arcade-style maze game where you control a little... Um, rodent type creature called Mr. Smart. Um, so the blurb says, Mr. Smart is speeding through space. He's heading for a curious battle against wiggly space phantoms. The phantoms have set up magic force fields around Earth, and when Mr. Smart gets to each field, he must skate around it, capturing squares while outrunning the phantoms. Surprise, surprise! Each field has goodies that Mr. Spark can grab to outwit the phantoms. But he's got to hurry. It's a battle of wits and times and dodges and jumps. The phantoms are so cute that Mr. Spark might forget how dangerous they are and wind up tumbling into a black hole. Come on, um, boy. And he says that a lot. So to translate that, basically, Mr. S- Mr. Smart is played on a play field of a, a grid. The grid is... Um, not top-down kind of, what would you call it? Not it's, isometric, kind of halfway uh, between. It's tilted. It's tilted, tilted. tilted towards yes. you, but with perspective, so it narrows into the distance. Yes. So the grid can be, a, the, can be a simple grid. It can have bits missing. It can have bits chopped out. But yeah. in essence, it's a grid made up of squares, and you can move forward, backwards, left and right. It's not a... a a uniform grid like a checkerboard no. is it it's no it can be the, the play field is all Made kinds of, of different shapes like yes but it is segmented into a grid into grids yeah yes. into grids and uh doing the circumference of a square when you fill that in effectively colors that square in and he says come on boy and he has to fill them all in to complete the level although there are other ways of completing the level which we'll come to um so uh, 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 dancing around the screens there's a host of enemies known the phantoms um the main leader of these is called <laughs> that is named mr rowdy fingers yeah. i bet he were popular with the ladies <laughs> a single green hand that relentlessly pursues you around the grid um one touch from him and you're dead it sounds like touchy simon from uh, junior school <laughs> touchy simon touchy simon <laughs> we can't skirt over that <laughs> I think the name is pretty self-explanatory. Well, yeah. His name was David. <laughs> <laughs> the hand is very much like the hand that you get on Zelda that snatches you out of out of dungeons that drops down oh, yeah. from the ceiling. Drops on your head. Grabs you, yeah. Yeah, um, so, yeah Mr. Rowdy fingers. How, could, how can your fingers be rowdy? Fucking hell, it might have been a few times, I'll tell you. Um, so, but that's another story. Um, so... Spiler? Would we call him a Spiler? Well, yeah, the instructions are Spiler, but, but that's a very odd thing. But he looks um, like a cupcake. He looks, but, yeah, he looks like he looks like, he looks a, like a tomato wearing a dress. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to call him Shit Bun. Okay. So he goes around erasing his flashing lights. Um, Q. Um, he looks nothing like a Q. He looks more like a, a hemorrhoids. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, uh, he runs diagonal shortcuts a... to ambush you. And spine, spine, so good they named him twice. Um, Double looks a bit Looks a bit like Christopher Reeve's Superman's baby transportation to Earth device. I thought um, it looked like COVID. The COVID virus was chasing <laughs> yeah, maybe, you around the grid. Maybe, yeah. It and looks like that, the middle of Kaplunk. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it warps from place to place for surprise attacks. <laughs> like Touchy Simon. <laughs> yeah, just like him. Out of the shadows and into your knickers in one swift move. <laughs> With his rounded fingers. Oh, I know. I, it was a good geography teacher, though. <laughs> Right, so... <laughs> Is that how you got IMAX? <laughs> Is that because he could find his way around? <laughs> um, so, Charm slows you down so other phantoms can catch you. Yeah, it teamwork looks, makes the dream work. The, the drawing in the instructions doesn't... I mean, it, it kind of... It kind of looks like the game enemy, it's but like a jellyfish. it's like a pink, pink jellyfish, yeah, on the game, isn't mm. it? But yeah, none of them look particularly amazing. I spent um, a long can... time avoiding that pink jellyfish. To then, when I did run into it, it just slows down. Ah, like, oh, all right. Well, that's no drama then, because it doesn't really slow you down that much. And you can um, ra- rowdy fingers is is not that fast <laughs> anyway. Touchy Simon. Um, so you can, but you won't uh, kill our sun enemies by throwing rubber balls around. You right. don't like throw a, them so much as hang on. fire them out your ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it kind of shits them. So the instructions <laughs> claim that he is throwing a ball behind him. But it looks <laughs> like he's firing little round balls or poppets. You remember them? Yeah. They're nice. Yeah. Rabbit he's firing droppings. poppets or rabbit droppings out of his ass and he is a rodent. So it does look like no. he's firing shit. Maybe he is shitting. Maybe Peanut butter shit. And then he has like a, a, a big <laughs> shit at the top shit. of the screen that Peanut gets slowly smaller as he's emptying his bowel until there is no shit left. Yeah, it's an and, odd thing uh, that, isn't it? Why not yeah. put a number on it? I know. Why is it? How small is how small is that ball? Does that mean I've got loads left, or is that am I out? I don't. Yeah. So for Weird. the listeners, you, you next to your life numbers, you have a, a ball icon. Yeah. That as you fire your rubber balls, that reduces in size until it's all gone. Yeah. But until it goes. just have a ball number. It's not very precise. It's like yeah. it's like imagine playing Red Dead, and instead of it telling you how many bullets are in your gun, it's just like a big bullet <laughs> that gets slowly smaller. It's a pile of shit. Right. Um, so there is goodies um, that you can uh, that you can pick up. Yeah. So the banana slows down the phantoms. Quite why they have why? this banalogy. <laughs> why banalogy? I don't know. If you eat bananas really fast, though, perhaps he gets indigestion, and then he's like, oh, and then he has to. Oh, maybe, maybe this is what he's shitting out. Maybe he's shitting out banana bits. Ren is. <laughs> Um, uh, The hourglass temporarily freezes phantoms in place, like musical chairs. Um, The sun makes you indestructible for a short time, and you can run into a phantom without being hurt. That's definitely helpful. Um, And the mushroom speeds you up, gives you bonus points. Um, If you've been slowed down down by a charm, you're back again. Yep, and then there's... uh, Yeah. I, I, like, I, I like the description of the wing. The wing, yeah, I never, I didn't, yeah, so, sorry, Mark, yeah, the wing. The wing, yeah, um, so that bonks out all the phantoms. <laughs> so that you have the whole, that is actually not 
me changing the wording from the instructions in any way, the wing bonks out all the phantoms, so you have the whole force field to yourself. Well, that's um, not what happens, though, is it? Not when I collected not, it. Not exactly. Because you collect it, and it finishes the level. You don't. Yeah. They all blow up, and it goes, right, next level. You don't so, have yeah, the force yeah, field just, to yourself. It yeah, just moves on. Yeah, they just disappear, yeah. Well, the, the whole point um, They, like, the explode, don't they? Yeah, well, the, yeah. the whole point of the game is to recapture your force field, isn't it? ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、
times one, yes. times two, times three, so, times four. I think so, times yeah, seven was probably the best I got. I became obsessed with doing it, and then I very quickly <laughs> thought I'm not doing this. Because yeah. every time you do a box, you go boom, boom, box, 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 you go. Come on, boy. Come on, Yeah, boy. it got really Come annoying. On, Come on, boy. Um, but yeah, hypothetically, to explain that well, if you imagine if you just had a 4-4 four, four grid um, and you did all of the horizontals, then obviously when you did all of the verticals, there will be points where you're blocking off four or eight all in one go. Yeah. So that is how you... It's satisfying. The points. It is satisfying. And it does give you potentially, I would imagine... A, a bit of replay value to play. If, again, yeah, let's well, say you were going for a world record high score, for yes. example, then that is definitely the pro strat you need to employ. Anyway, so before we uh, delve any deeper into that, because uh, we can do it? that when we score it, yeah. It, we can uh, we can delve deep down and dirty into your cultural interlude, Sullivan. Okay, because there's nothing more to say. Is <laughs> Uh, it's about it is what it is there's very little to it it, isn't there yeah okay right well cultural interlude let's um come on boy (laughs) cultural interlude come on boy (laughs) (laughs) cultural interlude so yes before we jump into our final thoughts on zoom chase a day away didn't um didn't the commodores have a zoom song as well I know, they had Attack of the Mutant Camels, though. <laughs> that was Jeff. Jeff did a really good version of Ghostbusters. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. so this, did we mention when it was released? It was released. I couldn't find any dates for it. It just said we found that it was released in 98, uh, sorry, 88 on the Amiga, various parts. I've had conflicting information <coughs> of whether it was 89 which I think it says on the on the screen actually when you start it up, but the only date I could find, the only release date was when it went to Japan in January the thirteenth, nineteen ninety. So everything else on Wikipedia, for example, just says nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety, Japan, mm. January thirteenth, nineteen ninety. So that's what we're going with, right? On cultural interlude and that, yeah. Singles, singles, climbing one place to number seven is that New York hip-hop trio not the beast boys new york hip-hop trio de la soul with three that's a magic, magic number that's what it is what does it all mean everybody wants to be a dj everybody wants to be an mc free speakers are the best you don't have to guess de la soul posse consists of three and that's a magic number that is one of my favorite all-time albums of all time Come i actually on, have the cd floating around even though i don't have a cd player i thought i'd have it to hand i usually have it so i can look at it <laughs> it's not here though i've yeah. tidied up that is um i so i'd have been 13 when that when that came out the album the three feet high rising came out mm. and yeah i'd heard hip-hop before and rap and stuff you, you just had because it's like 1989, so you'd had uh, nearly 10 years of it if you go back to Sugar Hill Gang and Grandmaster Flash, what have you. But this is one, I think it just hit at the right age, you're 13. It's just a kaleidoscopic album. You know, that, that sweet spot where you start it's to really fun. appreciate music. Yeah. It's just fun, in it? How many times does a Batmobile catch a flat? What does Tush et Lelepoo mean? Well, yeah, it's great. And sadly, they are now a twosome because one of them died last year, wasn't it? 
So yeah. that's, that is that. Holding were on to... Were it one of the plugs? It was. Plug you all. There's three plugs in it. Plug one, plug two, plug three. Anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Holding on to number three space for another week is soul to soul with get a life as in what's the meaning what's the meaning of life they should get fucking life because i saw them live did you really at ibiza rocks okay oh oh right okay so not that so i've gone to see ibiza rocks right now because I know some DJs, I'm in the like VIP area uh, the, before we go in. So I know Towers of London are on, but I don't know who the oh, headliners they are. Though. They're they- fucking wank. Um, <laughs> but I don't know who the headliners are, but Snow Patrol are just floating around this bar drinking. And it's like, no, no, yeah, it's going to be fucking Snow Patrol. This is going to be cool as fuck. And then it would fucking soul to soul. I'm like, this isn't even rock. I mean, Snow Patrol were pushing it. But this is, this is, they, they, they even say they're not rocking the fucking name. That's yeah. It's an odd choice if you're gonna if you're gonna do a B for rocks. But yeah, particularly following Towers of London. Uh, so so clearly that, Snow Patrol were just there to have a drink and that. Fine, that's allowed. <laughs> I would um, no yeah. I'd, I'd pick Soul to Soul over over Snow Patrol though, but. I like not soul to soul, but they're of an era. It's odd that they're there like twenty years, thirty years later. It's almost like no, it, it was. It, this was it's just before I had Riley, so this is fifteen year ago or something okay. when I uh, yeah when this happened. Okay, mm. well, I mean, a beefer is a dance dance island, but yeah, it's a bit odd to chuck them in a beefer rocks. Anyway, that is elevate your mind, free your soul. Come on, come on. In the feeling, let your body take control. Anyway, holding on to number one spot for a second week is those whippersnapper kids that they're actually new and they've not been around on for that that long. They're the new kids on the block. With oh, 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 oh. Hey, now this is um, this is the. If you do look at um, Donny... I'd rather not. What's he called? What? Donny Wahlberg. Mackie Mark's Donny brother. Wahlberg. Feel it, feel it. Yeah. Mackie Mark's brother. Uh, off look, of Saw 2. Well, look at him in this and then look at his emaciated uh, shape in The Sixth Sense. <laughs> I know, when he, yeah. When he shoots Bruce Willis because he's in his toilet. So that's Donny yeah. Wahlberg. But yeah, they were, um, they were absolutely massive new kids on the block. They weren't very good. <laughs> they weren't great, were they? Let's no. be honest. No. They left me hanging. Right, so, albums chart, right? Albums, the official album chart back then, back then, back then. Dropping one place to number seven, the album from a lady from Rochdale. She might have even gone into the Craven Heifer for a drink. She probably did. <laughs> Who knows? A lady called Lisa Stansfield. The album was called Affection. And it had on there some bangers, such as the infamous... Being around the world and I, yeah, 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 I can't find my gravy. And I don't know where, I don't know why. And this is the right time to believe in love. So, yeah, I think she was nominated for a Brit that year, but good. I used to fancy Lisa Stansfield, actually. She was cheeky and northern. Um, 
to, anything to say about Lisa Stansfield? Not really. No, she was on cold no. cut tracks before. She this. must have been older than me. Like, Gruy were at my school in Rochdale, but Lisa Stansfield definitely won't. Oh, ah, yeah. Gruy, yeah. He, he went on Coronation Street, wasn't he? Anyway. It would look, be, and and Gruy. <laughs> and Gruy, yeah. Dropping one place to five, to number five, Ten Good Reasons by Jason Donovan, the debut album from Jason Donovan, which incidentally contained ten good reasons to not buy that fucking album. <laughs> ten, ten good, good reasons, reasons to, to not buy this. I'll give you ten good reasons to smash it up. Burn down your local HMV. Don't buy it, don't buy it. Everyone hates me. He was, uh, he was, <laughs> he was a, uh, him and Kylie at that time, it was just a phenomenon, ridiculous. Anyway, they were just a vehicle for Stock Aiken and Wharton when they were, that yeah. Time, That's they? when Stock Aiken and Wharton went shit, really, wasn't it? Yeah. They, they yeah. reached the critical peak with, with like Mel and Kim and, and the production work for that, like proper good pop songs. And then, I mean, when they did Mel and Kim were respectable, hey, <laughs> <laughs> like my Mel and Kim pun. Very good, yeah. They were. <laughs> yeah. I'll take or leave it. Uh, oh, right. nice. <laughs> and holding on to the number one spot for a seventh week, but seriously, by Phil Collins, which featured Novity Paradise. Oh! Think twice. Now, I'll go on record as... Takes some as, effort listening to being, it. Yeah. The thing about Phil Collins, right, so when we were growing up in the 80s, he was everywhere. Ubiquitous, I believe, is the right term. He was Buster. He had albums all over the place. He was doing Invisible Touching with Genesis. He was just everywhere. And he was like, Phil Collins! He was doing Invisible Touching. <laughs> yeah, like, like Touchy, touchy Simon. Touchy Simon. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just everywhere, weren't they? Even to, yeah. like, the early 90s when they did the I Can't Dance shit. Um, and people have two Genesis. There's, there's Phil Collins and Gabriel, didn't they? And people have their opinions on which is the better. But Phil Collins was everything that you... Which is when, the least bad. When Britpop hit, you rallied against these old people. Rod Stewart, Phil Collins, Paul McCartney. You know, it's just, just like, this is, these are the old people. Get off. Eric Clapton, get in the rallied bin. harder. However, yeah. and I even blogged a really, really angry blog about Phil Collins forced, forced, forced to be watching on an in-flight movie. But I listened to Face Value's first album, and it's actually really good. <laughs> Not so long ago. It's really good. It stands up. These are good songs from that era. But, yeah, so I, I'm going, I'm peddling back on my Phil Collins opinion. Uh, but Phil Collins is an amazing drummer. He played on all sorts, didn't he? Played on all sorts of Phil Collins. Didn't he play he on... He did. He played on, on a snare, a hi-hat. Oh, very uh, good. Float on. Anyway... Um, he played drums on like early Elton John and on Bowie and all sorts, didn't he? Before he became Phil Collins in Genesis and then before he became something else anyway. Uh, so, Daisy, did you know that other than Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson, Phil is the only musician to sell 100 million records worldwide as part of a band and a soloist? Hello? 100 Christ, million. people liked him that much? He was, like I said, he was everywhere. Right. So that's it. So sorry, Phil. I take it all back. Um, films. Get ready. Get ready for your um, film clues. Oh, hang on. Oh, 
so. <laughs> so, at number seven this week in the film charts, what film is this? Slinky straightening scientist saves city from evil arts baby possessing slime apocalypse in endearing feel good fun. The Hostbusters 2. It is. And you know what? I went to. USA. I know you did. You saw this in La 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 America because you came home from your holiday and went, I've seen Ghostbusters too. And I went, you bastard, because we had to wait ages for it to come yeah, to England. Right. So we went to Florida. Daniel was a wee bear. 1989. Um, that will have been the summer. I think it was July, Augusty time we went. And it was it in was the cinema then. My birthday was on over there. In fact, I'll tell you what. Ghostbusters 2 was in the cinemas and there was all the press for Batman that was about to come out and Batman came out on August the 11th, 1989 because mm. I went to watch it with you, Mark, in Rochdale. Yep. So, um, does this suggest that Ghostbusters 2 took nearly five months Must I've done, done. Mass, right? yeah, to, to actually come out over here? Must have done. It were a long time. Well, I can remember telling, being being so enthusiastic when we went back to school in September, going, oh, I've been to Florida and I, I saw Ghostbusters 2, it's amazing, it's brilliant, da, da, da. And then Simon Nicolau, Games Master Simon Nicolau, um, they, him and his mum went to watch it, and Christy and his mum, who was never backwards in coming forward, said, I've seen that Ghostbusters 2, it's shit! <laughs> <laughs> it sounds about right. Yeah. To be uh, fair, she's not, she's not wrong. I, Ooh, although not, the trailer for the new Ghostbusters looks pretty good, it does, doesn't I it? Yeah. Just got, I haven't seen that. I've, I've noticed it on YouTube earlier and I haven't got around to watching it, but I haven't seen Ghostbusters 2. I only watched Ghostbusters 1 properly about 12 months ago, maybe, just before I went to see that new Ghostbusters film. Ghostbusters 2 is probably the least good of the Ghostbusters films. I think but, oh. it's hard to follow up. None such, of them are bad, are they? It's hard to follow up such a great movie as Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's the thing. Anyway, number three. Get this. Couple are drawn together and pushed apart by the notion that paragender platonicism is a myth. Orgasmic comedy. Uh, when Harry met Sally. Well done. Well done, Margaret. Yes. Come on, boy. Well done, Mark. Come on, boy. So, and at number one in the charts, family fumble through teen sex, gambling addiction, and growing pains in unusually observant and equally uplifting comedy. Parenthood. Well done. Have you searched these up? <laughs> no. <laughs> well done. That, but this go. was an era where I watched lots of films. <laughs> Parenthood with Steve Martin and her from Goonies. Yeah. With glasses. But yeah, I mean... And Keanu uh, Reeves. Oh. I'm going to say all three of yeah. those films, I think I must Rick have Moranis. seen time after time after time after time after time. That's Cindy Lauper. That was last, that was last pod. That was the last one, yeah. Was Rick Moranis supposed to be making a comeback? I heard that. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, Gutenberg. No? Yeah, I'd heard something of that ilk. Because didn't he quit but, movies to look after his wife or something? She was sick. I, 
I think he, yeah, he definitely quit something to do with his family. I think, yeah. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, there was talk of him coming back. But in twenty twenty, in twenty twenty, after a hiatus of nearly twenty three years from live action films, Moranis signed to appear in a new sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, called Shrunk. Let's have a look. What's going on with that then? IMDb Shrunk. Shrunk. So it's That's still it's it. still. In January 2020, uh, stated so-and-so, somebody who has been referenced, Gad, whoever that is, stated that he and Moranis have once again started collaborating in preparation for the sequel, so that's a year ago. <sighs> right, cultural, that's it, that's it, that's your films. Let's look at the games that were out, because we're a gaming podcast, irrespective of whatever anybody else thinks, and you could talk about it behind your back all you want. Eh? Our backs, your backs, anyone's back. Get back. On January the 13th, 1990, the January edition of... But it, was just, just, it was just about to uh, hand over to the February edition, but we're still in that little funny window. The January edition, number 98 of CMVG, was on the shelf in... With Turbo Outrun on the cover. Turbo Outrun. As if Outrun wasn't enough, they only went and turboed it. They only slapped a chuffing turbo on it that whistled. The three, you could use it. You had a button on, on gripper and you pressed it like on your thumb and that. And it went. However, some of you. I was you bothered may... with that because that's not how a turbo works. Well, well. Maybe they watch too much Night Rider, but somebody might say, "Yes, Michael, would you like to go fast, Michael?" <coughs> Some might say that this was a response to Titus Chase HQ, which has got its release into the home this month, because that also had turbo. Let's go, Mister Driver. So they did a triple review here, which I can't remember ever seeing before in CMVG. It's a bit lazy, or is it yeah. economic? Ugh. Who knows? But they've got Chess HQ on the Spectrum, scoring 97. Chess HQ on the Amiga, scoring 93. And on the ST, scoring 93. Uh, according to um, the reviewer, whose name I have not included here, the Amiga is a stunning conversion of the all-action, crashing, smashing, car-trashing police chase game, which continues all the thrills and spills of the original machine. Did you have it on the Amiga, Mark? I had it on the Amstrad and the Amiga. Right, and it I tell was you, exceptionally good on both. I tell you what, I will, I will, I will state now, put money down that the Amstrad is the best eight-bit version of Chase HQ. Got to be. It, that's, it, that's not because I had an Amstrad. No, it's just the colour palette was right. It, it would go. Well, like I say, I had it on Amiga as well, and um, the it, the Amstrad was. That's probably one of the best games on the Amstrad, wasn't it? Mm, it's up there. The, so for the Spectrum, simply astonishing, they say, for, for your £9.99. All the features of the arcade game come together in the smoothest, fastest, most exciting Spectrum game seen in years. It gets my vote for Spectrum Conversion of the Year. It, if you miss it, you should be locked up. See what they did there, yeah. And on the ST... The poor man's Amiga. <laughs> Get some letters in. Uh, looks virtually identical to the Amiga version, contains slightly more speech, and is just as playable. Uh, 
If you're a speed freak, don't let this past you. Don't let this past you. Okay. And then uh, they go on to say that the Commodore 64 and Amstrad versions are expected soon. We've seen nothing of them yet, but hopefully they'll be just as good as other versions. Right. Uh, next up, Cabal on the Commodore 64, scoring 85. I think I've included this because I've got a PCB of Cabal. Do you remember Cabal? Where it's, you are I from... Do. It's like a... A bit like Commando. Is it that one? It, no, it's... Well, it, it's like Commando crossed with Operation Wolf on a static screen where you're moving the man, but you're moving the gun. So you're moving left and right. You're shooting very much like the playing... The, the playing angle of Zoom. You're shooting people down screen in a static screen. I definitely... Yeah, I'm just looking at the things there. that I definitely add it. It seemed 100%. to be in every every arcade. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Now, this very odd. They've taken a very funny moral high ground stance here in CMVG in the review because all games are shooting and killing people, right? So Cabal mm. is not only are you shooting people who are trying to shoot you, but you're blowing all the buildings up and everything, and and you're picking up weapons when you blow buildings up. It's just it's just complete. It's no more violent than say carnage. Yeah, it's complete carnage. Rampage. It's no more violent yeah. than, say, um, Operation Wolf, but you can just blow buildings up. Yeah. It looks like Operation Wolf from the stills. Yeah. yeah, it's like Operation Wolf, but you don't. it doesn't scroll. It just stands, and you're uh, also controlling a man. Anyway, a fab <laughs> conversion of a playable, if socially unacceptable, <laughs> arcade machine. It's like, wow, really? Socially unacceptable? Socially unacceptable, what's he going to do? Call your grandma a cunt. Because war is bad, Mark. <laughs> uh, well, it happens all the time. Can't be that bad. Do you know what the word cabal means? According to Wikipedia, a cabal is a group of people who are united in some close design, usually to promote their private views or interests in an ideology, a state or another community, often by intrigue and usually without the knowledge of those who are outside their group. Like the Tory cabinet. Was the original name of Nightbreed, the horror by Clive Barr? Oh yes, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Makes much more sense now that he's given me the dictionary definition that it should have been remained cabal. <laughs> Someone only go. Nobody knows what cabal means, Clive. He's like, that's because people who watch films that's, don't read books. Do that's because the Z episode of the Mega Drive Pixel Hunt podcast thing has not aired yet and won't do for many years. <laughs> but people could just you, buy a dictionary. <laughs> yeah. But cabal is packed with gameplay which should more than satisfy the Rambo-esque bloodlust within you. Uh, scoring eighty-five percent there. That for your nine pounds ninety-nine pence on cassette. And maybe disc, I don't know. But finally, uh, did you have this, Mark? You're the meagre representative on this podcast. It came from the dessert. Ants oh, and cakes. Oh, don't get me started on this game. I absolutely love, 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 love this game. I played the shit out of this over and over and over again. What an absolutely marvellous piece of insanity this game is if why they don't do a modern day remake of this and proper go to town on it i don't know you would think right so for people who don't know what i, I was being silly there i know it's it came from the desert not it came from the desert but um <laughs> they there was a whole raft of i don't know how many was there was there 
there was um was it rocket range or rocketeer or there was a whole raft of games that came under that cinemaware banner wasn't there yeah. that were basically computer versions of of b move b movie yes. type things so it came from the but this one nailed it yeah now why aren't we why aren't we chan why, why is no one gra- grabbing hold of that now it's still it's I like know, this is the thing like there's some great ip out there that's ridiculous almost abandoned where when it comes to, you know you have to get the rights to it for no plan nine from outer space you know shit like that but this is a classic example and it was such a straightforward game but it was so engaging and like genuinely i'd like made you jump and made you laugh and it was interesting it, like the presentation of it was amazing it looked really good it so, was a fantastic game. I'm just looking now. So CinemaWare's titles included the following. Uh, so, of course, it came from the desert. It came from the desert too. Rocket Ranger, as I said, not Rocketeer. Three Stooges. So, I mean, that's a bit niche. It's hard to mm. get a game. They're just people who just go blah, 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 and hit each other. Uh, Sinbad and the Throne of the Falcon. You know, all these retro B-movie-inspired type things. Like, everyone loves Godzilla. But no one seems to be harnessing that that no. kitschier of Godzilla. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm just like googling it. There's a version of it that came out on Turbo Graphics where all of the cutscenes were done in FMV. It, uh, a really bad B movie like FMV. I've got to find that. <laughs> Matt's getting an emulator on his, his Steam Deck tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they really also did uh, a game that Simon Nicolau, games master Simon Nicolau, had called The Crystal with a K. Cinema Do yeah, you that's that? a really, really, really good game. It's it a... starts off with Patrick Stewart doing this voiceover, and he's like, um, "A billion suns, a hundred billion stars, the membrane." Patrick Moore. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Patrick Dempsey. It's Patrick. Well, sexiest um, man, Patrick Dempsey. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> It's really weird. You're, you're called Drancis Freak, right? Um, oh, where did you get that it's, name? <laughs> it's a sci-fi thing. Um, really odd kind of art style to it. Almost like Weird Dreams, if you remember that. It's got yep. that kind of vibe going on. But then it also goes into some weird spaceshipy bits that are remnant of... Um, there was a, a pilot-y thing on the, the, the Amstrad where you just had like a crosshair... I can't remember what it Captain was called, Blood? No. Um, it Not was elite. A, a more arcade shooty thing. Excel. And then it used to go into its side and you'd have like almost like fence, fencing fights and things like that, wrapped up in a, an almost RPG point and clicky kind of storyline. a very odd game. And, but I put hours and hours and hours into it. It was really good. It was like five discs or something. Yeah. Well, that's that, that was Cinemaware. But I remember, yeah, because uh, I remember Simon having this and being blown away because it, I mean, it's a point and clicky side. It's not a point and click, really, is it? But it's a to walk about, talk to loads of people type action adventure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and then it, yeah, every now and then there's a bit of shooty shooty goes on. Yeah, but <coughs> I mean that's not what we're here to talk about. But my point being is, um, it came from the desert. All that schlocky B movie stuff. I think that is an untapped place to. Um, I do to to get. That's Tap it, Mark. Out of, I think. Uh, that, that honestly, I'm looking at the Turbo Graphics thing. You need to Google this shit. It looks fucking awful. I bet it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that, my friend, is your cultural interlude for 1990, uh, January the 13th, 1990, 90, 9, 9, uh, Hawaii 90, okay. Joe 90. Okay. So. It were better than Joe 89. Better than Joe Mama. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we let's let's go back onto what we. Hey, you're driving this. You say it. Yeah, I am. I am. I just uh, passing your wheel for a moment so that you could do some cultural shit before we dive in. Have you got a fun fact, Dandel Grill? I have. Sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you so so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. We've already mentioned that this game is a part of um, an Amiga game. Um, And the US Amiga version had quite a few differences from the later international release. Most notably, a sample of Rick James's Super Freak in the intro sequence. So if you go and look at the Amiga version that this was ported from, the character is basically a little... It looks like Pac-Man, but with legs... Yeah, he's mm. a ball, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But there's an intro sequence where he walks around a stage and they've got Super Freak playing in the background. But um, don't for know those why. who don't know, Super Freak is what MC Hammer sampled for. Doom, 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 doom. Doom, doom. Yeah. Doom, doom. Pray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark. Come on, boy. <laughs> I couldn't resist. It looks cheesy. I'd like to see the Amiga version of it because I think the Amiga version it, is probably From the better. screenshots, it seems to look a bit prettier, doesn't it? And the um, placement of the scars seems more logical and things like that. Um, I I had a, I found a fun fact as well. I told you, didn't I, that this uh, was featured on Games Master. Oh, yeah, which is funny because... I went through a period of watching Games Master. You went through a period? Yeah. Of watching this Games Master. Since you transitioned. Yeah. And I can't remember this being on it. And I've watched like No, the first I can't few. either. And I proper watched it. No, so. I mean, I've watched them recently. Oh, you watched much them of, recently? Shows how much of a mark they've left. Mark. Yeah. So, and yes. Something... Anyway, let's do this shit. Um, Something else even oh, go even on, go m- on. more interesting. Well, wow. maybe. Um, Is it more fun, though? Uh, no. Oh. But I'm going to tell you anyway. Well, go on um, anyway. The US version of what are this game's called, Zoom, um, apparently was very difficult to pirate. And with all modern-day emulation, you think there'd be lots of it around. And there wasn't a version of... Uh, the ADF format version of it that worked on an Amiga until 2017. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Who's still doing that in 2017? Amiga must have quite the following somewhere. Well, the Amiga now, as a retro thing, with games coming out for it left, right and centre, is massive. The Amiga scene is massive. Is it? Yeah. Absolutely We should maybe massive. consider that next, shouldn't we? I'll listen to the retro... Oh, Retro Hour podcast and um, a couple of those on there are massive Amiga heads and they go to these Amiga conventions over in Europe and all sorts of make music on the Amiga, the DJ with Amigas, the, the Amiga scene for Retro Heads is massive. Well, it was, it was um, 
I made that my first music on the Amiga. I wrote songs on the Amiga before I could write songs on the guitar. So, but yes. Right. So go on then. What, what is what, what, your verdict? <laughs> right. We've had so many games where you've gone, all the ingredients are there, but the game's just shit. And I thought, all the ingredients are just not there at all. But actually, I quite liked it. There's something to be, there is something to be said for its simplicity. Do you want a game where you go around a maze? Do you like Amadar? Have you ever played Amadar? Right, well, here you go. It's that on a slightly tilted bit, pretty much. Do you like Do you like being chased oh, around mummy. a maze? Yeah. Do you like, oh, Mummy, Pac-Man, Amadar, Cuba to a certain degree? Do you want to just it was, oh, it was all Mummy for Make me tracks. that popped into my mind. And that's what really what it panged, I think. That's probably why I liked it more, is because, you know, the Amstrad was my first computer. It came with the 12 cassettes. One of those cassettes was Omumi, and Omumi is the same basic core principle as this, except in Egypt. And, I was playing um, that as a kid. Yeah, you know, so, so I simple. think it... I think it I think it panged that. I think that's what it was. So I probably liked it more than I should have, but I did like it. I can't help but like it. And then... Um, when I went looking for a long play, you know, the long play were two hours. I'm thinking that's a lot of content back then. Um, you know, it's a lot of content, but I didn't, I didn't get to the end of it. Um, no. I did skip, skip through some of this, uh, some of the long plays. Yeah, yeah. And I thought level 68 or however many there are, didn't look much different from level one. No. <laughs> so, so as but, much as the two hours of games, I think I'd have got fed up before yeah but i mean you could say the same about puzzle bobble put your pop any of these things couldn't you they yeah, all yeah, look yeah. pretty much the same yeah the, um yeah but uh, i but if you if you if you break it down into its core components it's a basic concept with a shit lead character terrible enemies basic graphics passable sound that all seems to come together quite nicely <laughs> It's definitely um, better than the sum of its parts, isn't it? Oh, oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. De- yeah, definitely. I could see, like, if I were a kid, that I would have gone, kept going back to this, you know, putting it on and having a smash. If you feel bored and you're looking through your collection and, oh, I can't be arsed with that. Can't, oh, go on, I'll have a smash at that. It, it could be a Codemaster release, couldn't it? It's very much like yeah. the budget games that we would spend yes. hours and hours and hours playing over. Fast yeah. food, for example. Yeah, collapse, no, them kind quick, of things. Quick snacks. Yeah, trolley wally. The, the dizzy Pac-Man rip-off. Yeah, trolley yeah. wally. Just a, anything that would that you would... Swap the joystick for for about an hour or two, yeah. whilst whilst drinking dandelion and burdock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. Like I say, I I I I liked it. Well, I think Daniel was going to go on and say that it, it received a mostly negative response from yeah, the yeah, game press at the time. I think that is probably again. This looks really old. Mm. I think that it's that it's that recency bias thing that a lot of people have with new powerful systems. Where you go, what are you doing this for? Like yeah. the same way that the Saturn got chastised because the PlayStation had 3D. Everyone went, Ugh. Saturn can't really do like polygons like like the PlayStation can. It's all 2D. We don't do 2D anymore. And then now we live in a different world where we just do it all. And it's very likely that these people just went. Nah. I think EGM, the the American 
big That's what games I magazine. Yeah, three out of ten. Now I know it's and not genre the... breaking. Yeah, and... some of the some of the comments aren't aren't particularly nice about it either. This is a horrible game from the rudimentary gameplay to the repetitive sound to the incredibly bad control. Zoom is annoying from beginning to end. Why lift a game like this from computers anyway? The first big dud to arrive for the Genesis. I think you're right. They've they've, they've looked at it and gone. What well, it's not really harnessing the power of the Mega Drive or Genesis. It doesn't. Mm. It's not blowing you away with arcade like graphics and sound. Well, I did the same. Right, we were all guilty of this at that point because you're always looking forward, aren't you? Now we're in a we're in a position where the so incremental are the steps forward in technology for gaming that you're just impressed by it looking a bit better. Whereas then, I can remember seeing the reviews for Flicky, which is a classic arcade game. I didn't know, I think, at that time that what Flicky was, because I don't think we ever saw it in arcades, but they've got one at Arcade Club. Um, it's a great little game. But I can remember that getting something like 90 or Game of the Month or something in Mean Machines or CMVG, and we were like, what? That looks shit. <laughs> what? We've got Revenge of the Sh- Revenge of Shinobi or Golden Axe or that, and you're giving that game of the month or whatever. And we're like, that's terrible. But so we were all guilty of it, and I think that's probably done it. A, they've done it a disservice in many ways. But yes, it's not fun. It's not brilliant, is it? It's not a seven, eight, nine out of ten game, no. but it's not a three or a two or. For a... me, it's only just not. Oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no else to add is there really no because it's such a simple thing that the only thing that laid it down I played it I've got the original cart right and I was playing it on my Mega Drive that Mega Drive joypad is not great for four way it needs a four way stick almost with a gate on it to you, you, you were pushing to go up and you weren't you were yeah, missing yeah you posted something about people moaning about the controlling of it but I didn't really have an issue with it so I were playing it on my Steam Deck and it's got a good D-pad, so... Yeah, I'm playing it on... I'm emulating it with this controller here and it's mm. it's a fairly accurate representation of the D-pad on the, so on the Mega Drive. And <laughs> not great, but then I tried it on a keyboard and mm. found it a little bit easier because yeah. obviously you got more responsive, defined more up, down, left, right, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think you've... There's, there's, like you said, there's not a lot to say about it. It doesn't do a lot, and it doesn't do what it does terribly. Um, no, it's, but it's, it's not amazing. It's it's a bit just, like it's a bit like a Nissan it. Micra. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fine, isn't it? So yeah. It'll get you around, you know. It'll do if there's fuck all else, but. You, you know, but it's not really trying to be anything more than that. It's <laughs> so not something you kind of got to re- No, but you kind of got to respect the fact that, it, like, it's not it's not got delusions of grandeur, has it? It's I think if you, if you break it, like you said, if you break it down into it, the graphics aren't particularly amazing, are they? they, they no. It's interesting to see it scaling as it goes from, from far away yeah, to close and yeah. see that. The enemies are largely uninspiring. The music's quite Passable, annoyingly repetitive best. repetitive and the come on boy 
Come on, gets annoying. Boy. Soon gets. I was. I, I. I was so close to just turning it down. It's like I can't. I can't. I'll just put a podcast on instead. But it kind of works in its averageness, doesn't it? Yeah. It's it's just passable, isn't it? That for me, it's straight down the middle. It's just like five. Five. Um, yeah. I think I think six for me because it was fun. And there's games that I've given a six to that weren't. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, at, at, at least it was fun. I mean, that is a game's primary like focus, isn't it? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, yeah. About you, Salt? Um, yeah, I think it's just very, ever so slightly, just above average. I think six is fine. I'm a massive advocate of sevens. I think a seven is a, a, a people are a bit snooty about sevens. Um, no, so, I think that, there you go. There you're all day is out there. Yeah. They're just fucking. Sevens yeah, should be embraced. Because, yeah, I do. Because sevens bring a lot of people joy. Now, this isn't a seven. No, but, not quite. Um, yeah, and it's not well, a it's five. That's in right place. So, so yeah. Six. And it's, once it's, again, we seem to be in agreement. We've been the thing that has happened a lot more with the Mega Drive is we have been in agreement a lot more. There were a lot of times with Nintendo where our opinions were split to quite some degree, weren't there? Mm, but that yeah. doesn't seem to be happening with Mega Drive. I think that's because most of them have been shit. <laughs> yeah i think su super elimination boat racer was um one that what probably divided us the most with the with the nes and that's still probably one of the most fun games i've played throughout this whole <laughs> yeah. podcast which Elimin shows you just how unlucky we've been Duel. <laughs> that's it. but the um the the thing is there's nothing terrible about it so it's difficult no. to say i'm going to give it three Cause it's yeah, because you can't, can't it's slag not, it off because it does its job. Yeah, it's just really fucking average. <laughs> yeah, it just is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's just like a three star hotel. It's, it's interesting to me <laughs> that they that they changed so much of it from the port from the Amiga. Mm. Like because you were a little Pac-Man looking dude, um, yeah. and now you're some sort of rabbity egg looking thing. I think it lo it looks to me like they tried to um create, like you say, a, a more franchisable character out of uh, the idea than it's like, all oh, right, okay, it did all right on Amiga, we're gonna re release it, what can we do better? You know, usual suit techniques. So mm. um shall we have a look at the other Zeds then? Uh, yeah, can't imagine yeah. as many. So Zool. Yeah, Zool, that would have been good. It were a good game, that wasn't it? Zombies ate my neighbours, if only. Oh, oh yeah, zombies, that was good. As, as we called it, yeah. There uh, is. A, um, sorry, yeah, there's the All Your Base I Belong to Us, Zero Wing. There, Zero Wing. Zero Wing. Another shooter that we've managed to avoid. <sighs> Zero <sighs> Tolerance. Which is what we have for a Which, lot of the games. Is that a simulator about them? Um, uh, revolutionizing new york um, um no it's zero the kamikaze squirrel i've got to see this hang on shut the fuck up a minute zero tolerance <laughs> is what we covered um last episode as it got a good write-up in that month's cmvg and it was the mm -hmm. doom first person doom-esque first person oh shooter right thing. yeah 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 i yeah. remember Which oh, I... zero uh, zero the kamikaze squirrel looks amazing i know 
I think that's quite an expensive one because it's quite a late, late on. It's it's certainly striking to look at. Multi multi platform yeah. zero. I think it's very expensive. But yeah, it looks like it, it looks like a cartoon. Yeah, it's yeah, like it does. Yeah, Tasmania type Sonic. Yeah, type. yeah. I think it, if you'd have told me it was an early PlayStation game, I'd believe you. Yeah, you'd buy it. You'd, you would think so, yeah. Uh, Zaxxon's Mother Base 2000. Zaxxon's Mother Base 2000. That's on the 32X. Yeah. And it's um, a snazzy version of Zaxxon. Wax on, wax off, Zaxxon. What? <laughs> oh, it does look a bit snazzy, doesn't it? Mm. All vectory and ting. And then zany golf. And zoop. Zany Golf, yeah, it does what it's saying on the tin, but Zoop, which is kind of like a bonkers. Um, oh, I missed Zoop, yeah, sorry. Bonkers, yeah. like puzzly type thing, which I've never played. I've seen it I and I can't work out. It's like, I don't know, I don't know what it is because I've never played it, but it seems to me like a, uh, like Warlords and Hungry Hippos on acid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it looks weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Zany Golf I had on the Amiga. I absolutely loved that game. It was a really good, crazy golf game. I had bounty Zany burgers golf. and lighthouses. Yeah, it's like a... Um, it's and an it's called ice... Ketchup. Called Ketchup Catsup, if oh. I remember rightly. It's like an isometric Marble Madness view, isn't it, yeah. of Zany yeah. Golf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds pretty zany, man. It was, and also golf. We have got some feedback for, for, for a, a change. Now. Yeah, we've got we've got three. All right, we can. So, firstly, our friend Chris CNP, who we're going to pop down to his outfit this weekend, actually, and say hi and play his arcade yes. games and stuff. I'm not. You're not, no. Me and Daniel are. Uh, Chris CNP uh, got in touch to say, the bear is shit. <laughs> So, in, well, in, he's wrong. So, I don't know if he was trolling me or not, but that was the statement which I confidently laughed off because I know it's an incorrect statement. Maybe he meant Yogi Bear. Maybe. Chris, you might have listened to this by the time we get down to yours. If you meant Yogi Bear, you're forgiven. If you meant the TV series, The Bear, then you are not. Uh, Mappy also, in we asked for feedback in our Discord. Mappy, Mappy was wondering if there are any other games apart from Uncle Pooh, which Max, I already know Max's response. Max doesn't know of Uncle Pooh, the video game, do you not get his face? But yeah, Mappy, is there any other games apart from Uncle Pooh where you shoot projectiles from your ass? So, listeners. This um, one. Yeah, if uh, if there's any listeners out there who know about games where you shoot projectiles from your ass, call in pixelpodcast.com on drive time. And Rick Six uh, simply said, Come on, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's your feedback. Yeah. Um, so let's hand over to uh, Randomizer and see what he's got to say for himself. It's him. My muscles are getting bigger. Yes, the muscles. The muscles are getting big from the pump. Yes, growing stronger. Oh, yes. Oh. <sighs> have you had fun with that woman, have you? Hello? Yeah. It's all right. Hello? 
the song. No. Oh, good. Wish it weren't. Because I don't want to speak to you anyway. Right. So your three final game is your Mega Drive journey that you've really enjoyed. I hope you haven't. <laughs> is. Can't, can't say we have. What? What? Shut up. Shut up. Twat. <laughs> okay. You can have an excellent game going by the name of Three Ninjas Kick Back. Right. If you don't like it, I'm going to kick back in your faces. Okay. Get bent. See ya. That was very strange. I'm going to fart so hard. Oh my God. Nailed it. Thanks. Let me have a little Google of this. Ooh, this looks tasty. We might be finishing on a high. It's a film, isn't it? Yeah. It's a movie tie-in. Yes, it is. Three Ninjas. Have you ever seen Three Ninjas? There's Three Ninjas, which No, is... but that's because they're really good at hiding. Uh, yeah, I've not seen any of the films at all. I haven't, but at this, from the screenshots of this, it looks like someone gave a shit about it. It's kids who can do kung ninja fu, shit. ninja shit, and I guess they take down a gang. Is an ninja know. shit one of them where you feel it come out of your bum, but when you wipe, there's no there? That's a ghost poo. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. You look down and it's gone. It's so, bad. anyway. <laughs> now, now we're that's, on to shit talk. Let's move it on. That's all for this episode of Pixel Hunt Podcast. Thanks for listening. We love you a long time. If you want to reach out to us, you can grab us on X, formerly known as Twitter, Have or you Instagrams at Pixel Hunt Pod. Go on. Every newspaper or article now Elon Musk is it's not going to be ever be called X because everyone in writing goes over on X formerly known as Twitter it's everywhere <laughs> and people still call it Twitter anyway yeah. well he's fucking ruined that. it hasn't he Twitter yeah. and tweeting just became so quickly part of the lexicon and then this guy comes along and goes I'm going to name it X instead no because I named that rocket SpaceX Mm, yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's where you can find us. Uh, in uh, Pixel Hunt Pod. Sorry. <laughs> Add Discord. Yeah, we've got a Discord. The links in the yeah. the, the, the stuff. Link tree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can watch them too play stuff on Twitch. Yeah, mm, as really. sometimes as as, as what <laughs> uh, Pixel, Hunt, Pixel Pod. Hunt Pod. There you go. Um, uh, yes, and you can see some gubbins about us and listen to all previous episodes over on www.pixelhuntpodcast.com or you can subscribe. Hit that like and subscribe, yo. Remember, ring that bell, ding, ding, ding. You can listen to us on wherever you get all your podcasts from. You know, if you found this, you know I do podcasts. You know what podcast is? Chuffing hell. Oh, you can yeah, drop us an email. What he said. How do at pixelhuntpodcast.com? Cool. Well, um, we're Pixelhunt Podcast and that playing game, so you don't have to keep on keeping on. Oh, hang on. Until next time, keep on keeping on. We're Pixelhunt Podcast. <laughs> playing the games, so you. So Pooh don't have don't to. Have to. Come on, boy. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go.